It is the last Monday of the month, January the 29th, hour number three of the morning show here on KDAL. Neil Atkins joining us this hour. Good morning, Neil. Fresh from the caravan, the winter <laughs> caravan, the twins yeah. caravan. Some twins were in town last night. Uh, Corey Provis, the new announcer on mm-hmm. TV for the twins, was there. So had a good time. A lot of folks there. TC was there, the mascot. Oh, he was obviously the star of the, the show. The little kids went Amazing. nuts with them. Yeah. We were all down there helping out at the <laughs> at the garden now. It used to be called right. the sports garden. <laughs> And uh, three of the players came. Be I watched these guys, the, mm-hmm. the three twins players, yeah. and interact with the kids right. upstairs and throughout the whole place. And yeah. boy, I'll tell you, those guys really love to schmooze with those kids that's, and the and that's the adults, the job, and, the adults yeah. and the adults. They were <laughs> taking autographs, mm-hmm. signing baseballs, Absolutely. doing the whole nine yards. Pretty nice stuff, and uh, of course. The weather cooperated. It actually felt like baseball weather yesterday. As it we're did. Way above normal again. Unbelievable. In fact, this entire week is going to stay above normal. In fact, uh, Tony's saying we'll be in the 40s on uh, Wednesday. That's a little short of the yeah. record, but uh, pretty darn nice for this time of year. Well, for I'll sure. tell you. What little snow is left may be gone by after Thursday. Well, that's... So uh, the bad news is if we have a cold <laughs> snap coming and all that yeah. snow is gone, yeah. then we've got... Uh, might want to get a little, uh, yeah, a little more again. snow cover before we get a real deep freeze. I guess. You know, I hate, I hate to wish for more snow, but actually, yeah. actually, I do. This is the season <laughs> for it, and all those people yeah. that are doing skiing out there. Oh. I used to ski Spirit Mountain, and well, and snow, they got quite a bit of snow actually. They do They're making and, a lot of it, but and they they have to groom it a little bit because you don't want to get it to too yeah, packed right. down or too slick. Mm. And uh, I'll never forget one time I was skiing with friends there, and I came down and I. There was kind of a little gap between, like, maybe it was some boulders or something like that. Yeah. I was coming down the hill, down the main run, that where the uh, gondola car goes down to the, sure. uh, you know, Grand Avenue and that sort of thing. And it was icy there. Ah. And I went, and I went down, and I fell on my butt, okay. And I got up, went back yeah. down again, and no Good problem, yeah. okay. So about two days later, I'm taking a shower, and all of a sudden, I happened to turn around to wash my back, and there was this large, dark thing attacking my butt. Well, my whole butt was black and blue. It scared right? the heck out of me. But anyway, <laughs> what, what, what jumped into the shower with me? But yeah. it was my own black and blue. Well, so it had really... to be tough uh, sitting, I would think, after that. Well, it was, it, it was sore, but oh, it wasn't okay. that bad. But it uh, bruised up pretty <laughs> it good. It looked pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, it used to be a lot of fun uh, up on the mountain there. And watching mm-hmm. these little kids go down the hill, I watched uh, my friend. She had... Three little boys, and they put the skis. And I think they were like um, three, five, and six, and yeah. they they went down like pros. It's amazing, kidding. yeah. Kids really pick it up quick. I know my grandson did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, had one lesson, I think, and zip away he went. And now he he's doing tricks and all kinds of stuff down the hill. So pretty well, amazing stuff. Well, the thing without the snow here, now they're making it. Now, if it gets cold enough at right. night, they can continue to make it. Mm-hmm. The uh, problem is with the snowmobile trails. I yeah. talked to friends of mine that are avid. And cross country is another issue, too. People who like to cross country ski don't have a whole lot of snow on the trails. So. Well, the problem with the snowmobiles, if you don't have a good uh, pack there, yeah. you don't know what you're going to hit when you're coming through mm-hmm. protruding from there. So I saw some guys out racing around in the lake yesterday, and they were, you know, Upending the the uh, front end of the snow, the uh, sled, and you saw the spray coming because now I walked out on the ice yesterday. <laughs> took the dog out there and we walked out. It was 
some slush here and there, but mm-hmm. once you get into it with the sled, yeah. you're spraying the slush going oh, on, and boy. it's still thick ice. Yeah, so it's thank like, goodness you got some place to go on your snowmobile anyway. Well, you had you know two weeks of below zero weather, so right. that iced it up pretty good. Mm. So now you survived last night. You, I uh, did. Yeah, I left a little earlier than the thing ended, and was able to get a little bit of sleep before waking up this morning. So. Yeah, you go. You get. You go get up pretty early, don't you? <laughs> I was up at twoish. Twoish. Yes. Get here by three. That's when I used to go to bed. You know, after <laughs> know, the after the bars closed, when I was a well, yeah, little back punk in the day, there. I used to do the uh, you know rock nights at mm. the Yellow Sub, and Roger and I would take turns because we both had to get up. But that that time it was a little later. I'd started at six, but uh, we'd kind of divvy up the four hours. He'd take the first shift one week, and I'd take the first shift next week, and then whoever was left over took the late shift to <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> When we get up the next day uh, to oh, yeah. get to work by six, so that was a tough one. But. Now that you were you were reveling in the disco area, oh, there too, sure. weren't you? Yeah, that disco uh, was a big thing back then, and we did rock and roll music in addition to the disco on a, one night a week. So, rock and roll only one night yeah. a week? Yeah, pretty much. I you know that I, I think that's the only night I came to where you guys were at because yeah. I I couldn't stand disco. It was <laughs> not my forte. Yeah, we had what was called an old rock night every either. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night. Well, you know, there's a, uh, and Bruce is here, too. Yeah. We saw Bruce was up on stage last oh, night. Oh, he was uh, doing Introducing fantastic the Twins job. and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Good job there, Bruce. Thank you. And yeah. money was raised. Money was raised for mm-hmm. Never Surrender, yeah. Oh, very good cause. We thank everyone that came out. It was yep. cool. It was a good time. and uh, The uh, the bear ate a couple of small children. Yes. It was pretty funny watching that. <laughs> None of the kids well, got scared. They all loved it. The kids all, loved it. No. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, they did, no, they did not. Oh, really? Uh-oh. One of them got so, scared? One I was standing up crying. by I was by where you were selling tickets at first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was standing up there when they started. <laughs> and Corey Provis is up on stage, and he brings up the bear. Yeah. And... He wants to do the bit where the bear eats the kid's right. head. Right, he needs a little so victim for that. He needs help. He needs a volunteer, and he calls on this little girl that's sitting in the in the one of the front tables, and she looks up, and then she sees that bear, and she goes straight under the table. <laughs> it was hysterical, cute. And so the little kid that was there with her ends up going up on stage and getting his head eaten by the bear. There you go. But then he won he won some stuff as the as the night went on. So that was cool. Ah, very good. So, yeah, I like that. Well, that was good. that was a fun part of it. I, I watched uh, the interaction there, and whoever plays the bear does a real good job. Oh, yeah, no so, doubt. Yeah. So um, that's going to be a hot costume. I'm going to guess okay, oh. the kids are in school by now, right? So I can, uh, I can say, yeah, you probably. So I can tell this story. <laughs> so they wrap up the autograph session, and I had helped take down some of the signage, and I ran up and grabbed my jacket out of the VIP room. So I'm coming back down the stairs, and the bear is right there. Yeah. And I decided I'm going to get a picture of the bear. Ah. So I, I, uh, Mr. Christensen was nice to take a picture of me and the bear. And the bear looks at me and says, how do I get out of here? <laughs> the bear never talks. Stop so that's talking. Pretty, yeah, right. <laughs> Door's right there. Stop talking. Do not say another word. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. It's funny. All like right. That. Well, we got sports, other sports to talk about besides baseball starting in what less than a month now. Uh, yeah, our yeah our well, spring Be training game on training. about a month, less than a month wow. from now on KDAL. Yeah, yeah amazing. I, it's weird. Yeah, uh, it was good to have a, a night where it wasn't sub zero when the twins come to town too. So that's, that was nice yeah. to not have to run my car for twenty minutes before I drove <laughs> you, home. You didn't have to go down to Fort Lauderdale for spring practice. I still they I, do one it of these right years. Yeah. I know I, the hockey makes it difficult for me. But one of these years, I'm going to go to Florida or Arizona 
for spring ah, training. Very nice. Well, I got friends of mine that go do down every year to Fort Lauderdale for the yeah. uh, Twins yep. spring deal, and they go to the game down there, and they say it's just great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. What a great vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, USA Hockey Congress has approved legislation requiring the use of neck protect, uh, laceration protection for players in all age classifications under the age of 18, so adults are exempt from this in games and practices, as well as on-ice officials under the age of 18. This will go into effect on August 1st. Uh, USA Hockey has long recommended the use of neck laceration protection. It will now be required. It's been required in Canada for mm. decades now. Really? Of course, this wow. in response to the passing of Adam Johnson three months ago. A Minnesota Wild on their bye week after a 3-2 loss to Anaheim on Saturday. The NHL's All-Star break is this weekend. The Wild have about 10 days off. They return to action a week from Wednesday in Chicago. Kuroka Prisov will head to Toronto this weekend and represent the Wild ah. in the NHL All-Star game. That'll be on Saturday evening in Toronto. Minnesota Timberwolves and Oklahoma City Thunder will duel tonight for the number one spot in the Western Conference. Coverage at 645 from OKC here on KDAL. Milwaukee Bucks debut their new head coach, Doc Rivers, tonight. As they open a five-game trip in Denver, 8 o'clock is the start time against the Nuggets. Mentioned Twins Caravan last night. Twins Fest was over the weekend. Byron Buxton says, I am center fielder again. Yeah, it's good to hear. Which is good to hear. Mm-hmm. Other injury news. Jose Miranda had uh, shoulder surgery October 4th. He is pain-free and has begun taking batting practice. Alex Kirilov had shoulder surgery in October, has begun hitting again. He hopes to be a full go for spring training next month. Carlos Correa feels healthy again after battling plantar fasciitis in his right foot for much of last season. Chris Paddock, good to go. Of course, he was able to uh, join the bullpen late, late last season, and they're hoping he can be in the rotation in 2024. So some uh, good news on the injury front here for the Twins. And you'll have more twin stuff during the Bruce Siski show too, right? Indeed, as I had a conversation last night with the uh, Twins' longtime radio voice and now their new television voice, Corey Mm -hmm. Provis. You'll hear that as well as of uh, the Duluth Harbor Monsters in studio. Off the top of the show, their open tryouts are this weekend in Proctor. We'll talk about where they are in the process of building for their inaugural season starting in the spring. Thank you very much, Bruce. Appreciate it. And we'll be right back. More of the morning show here on KDAL. Now, this is the KDAL Morning Show. What's the word, Neil? Grease is the word. Grease! Yes, grease. Oh, there he is. I see him. <laughs> see him dancing with her. There you go. All right, that's from Grease, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons with the uh, theme song. The theme song, and of course you had the the woman who represented Australia, Might, the star of Grease. Oh! Olivia Newton-John. Was she in Grease, too? I know. Well, she was in Grease. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. With, uh, uh, what's his name? John Revolta. John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> I right. always called him John Revolta. I got you. So I've got to tell you, I, I went to Australia. A buddy of mine and I flew down under our might. Yeah. And, uh, That'd be a, a place I wouldn't mind going, I think. It was great. I've never the, been there. But. The people were wonderful. They yeah. were excited to see us. and uh, They people, talk kind of funny, but then they well, probably little, think we talk funny. A little so. of that. You, know, you just have to watch uh, Crocodile Dundee and find out how they speak. Dundee. I'm glad on TV when I get the uh, the Australian and the even the English shows, 
that I've got closed caption on the bottom yes. so I can understand ah, what they're saying okay. half the time. Well, what you, For me, what, I, they're just, they talk so fast, I don't get it half the time, so I, I like to read it that way. Well, once you spend time down there, as <laughs> right, we you did, you to start it, picking up a little oh. uh, <laughs> phraseology and that yeah. sort of thing. But I, I will tell you that the every pub that we went into, they had jukeboxes there or the yeah. sound system. Somebody had put in Grease oh, or sure. one of the songs. You know, they did that big dance deal. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would jump up from the bar and they'd do the dance. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John was the heroine oh, of, oh, of I'm Australia sure. there, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, it's not the mites coming up from Australia there, David. What? It's not the Japanese. It's not the Chinese. It's not folks from India. Mamma mia, it's the Italianos that are coming to the Duluth. You got to hear me, okay? Okay. <laughs> What's Luigi Lazaretti yeah. huh. is the chief executive officer of Safadel, wow. which is a huge, uh, one of the big international, multinational paper manufacturers. And they're buying up ST Paper, which is the Duluth paper mill. Right. And uh, apparently they're going to invest uh, up to. Uh, between 140 to a couple hundred million to bring the nice. mill up to speed. Right yeah. now, there's 80 employees. The CEO is saying that they're looking at up to 240 folks, mm. and they're going to be making that not just the paper uh-huh. for newsprint and that sort of thing. They're going to be switching gears in actually making uh, toilet paper, napkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, facial paper. Stuff that we the, need the roll, on an everyday basis, that's for the sure. The roll-type paper yeah. and so on. Right. And that's uh, So that's pretty exciting. Now, right. now, can you imagine, though, Roger Reinert mm-hmm. is in basically his third week of being mayor. Yeah. And all this stuff is coming <laughs> to fruition, helping jumpstart oh, sure. his administration with and unfortunately, right. there's some other stuff out there too that's yeah. lingering. Well, this stuff has been generated, I'm sure, long this, this before Roger came on, into but office. It, it's happened now, so yeah, very all good. of a sudden, it's good timing. Uh, and uh, so, anyway, that's a good good sign there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, they are the seventh largest producer wow. uh, worldwide, and they uh, jumped into the U.S. market in 2012. They've got seven locations. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Duluth Mill should uh, be able to produce, you said, 60,000 to 65,000 tons of paper annually. Holy cow. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's going to be a deal. great deal. And I'll tell you, I'm excited. What's the name of the place again now? Uh, uh, Softdell. Softdell? Softdell. S-O-F-I-D-E-L. Softdell okay. Group. Sofidel. Now, I'm excited about this because I was on the... City Council, when we broke ground on there for the paper mill, when it first, yeah. back in the late 1980s. That was a big-time deal then. It was. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that mill came forward and that the generating, electric generating plant down there, that's down there when you mm-hmm. come off the freeway going over to Superior, had been mothballed. Mm. And that plant, uh, Minnesota Power, uh, came together. There were industrial revenue bonds that helped that plant with the uh, stack scrubbers. For the environmental issue and the right. scrubbers, they scrubbed out because they're using coal, sure. scrubbed out the particulates and that sort of thing. Huh. And there was dramatic uh, support from the city of Duluth, economic development support, and so on. And it was one heck of a project. So, mm-hmm. uh, and and now they were shut down for a while. You know, that's until, right. Before they somebody bought them until I guess, ST came and, yeah. in and got them, and now mm-hmm. Softdell's getting them. And Good to we've hear. got the Italians. And my in-laws <laughs> will be happy. 
Yeah, they might move up from the Twin Cities. They're all Italian lads down oh, there, well. you know. So we'll uh, ever we'll since Gino that. Pellucci died, I guess we've been short of Italian. Well, we we entrepreneurs, got Italian eh? blood coming back. <laughs> <laughs> into town. All right, eight twenty nine at KDAL. We'll return with more of the morning show here in just a bit. Billy Idol's version Moni of the Moni. Tommy James song, Moni Moni, here on KDAL. Yeah, we used to sing that song over at your uh, disco <laughs> oh, place I'm at sure, the Yellow yeah. Submarine and all that jazz. So, Say uh, we had a horrible incident occur this weekend. Three Americans were killed in yeah. Jordan on the border of Syria. Now, what's that all about? Apparently, a uh, drone came in and a mm. uh, uh, suicide drone basically came in and crashed into it, killing three uh, army Mm-hmm. Members of the army and uh, about two dozen others were injured. Right. Now, I heard the most recent report this morning was that it must be a base that launches drones, okay? Because they had a drone coming in and landing, one of our drones, all yeah. right? And apparently they turned off the emergency detection apparatus as oh. they land a drone, okay? Makes sense. And uh, and this drone came in during that. So obviously, oh, okay. there's an inside job somewhere with Somebody some of the folks was knowing off, exactly yeah. what's going on with our protocols. Wow. And on the tail of our own drone, one came in and <clears throat> impaled itself into the uh, mm. the facility, killing three and wounding 24, 25. So wow. we'll hear more about it. Of course, the president oh, yeah. made speeches saying it was a despicable act. Right. Now, there's been how many, what have we had, 100 attacks in the last uh, couple of years or something like that in the area? A huge number of attacks. I suppose. And uh, it was only time that American service people were going to get killed here, and it has happened. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be interesting to see what the U.S. does. Right. The uh, interesting thing on this whole deal is that we are actually giving, releasing funds to Iran at money that had been frozen. Oh. And... And Iran is the one that's backing all these militias. All this hardware is made in Iran. They're giving it to these uh, militias in Syria or Iraq that mm. are tagged to the Iranians. And uh, Iran's a part of this. They're the one that's fermenting uh, the Houthis in Yemen and everywhere else are being supplied by Iran. Even though they deny it. Of course they deny yeah. everything. So right. plausible deniability. <laughs> there you go. Let's head to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. Tom, hey, Tom. we're shaking. Well, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know what to say about this other than this is probably the biggest foreign policy challenge this administration has seen, aside from their neglect of the border. Well, the uh, weakness. This is, this is a real game changer, Neil, if not handled yeah. correctly. And uh, for. Uh, Reference: It's 140 some incidents, 140, and okay. their replies have been uh, less than a half dozen. So that might be part of the problem. I don't know. This is one of those things. That who would have who would have known? The average person, how many bases we have? Syria, Jordan. We got a lot. Iraq. We still have bases there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iranians, like I said a couple of weeks ago to you. It seems like they are hell-bent on starting World War III. Right after I talked to you, uh, remember, Neil, they bombed in Syria. 
They bombed in Iraq, and then they bombed in Pakistan. They sure did. I, I mean, yep. yeah. Uh, what? Uh, how much more do people need to understand that they really are hell bent on starting World War Three? And I actually feel for this administration for being in quite the pickle. And this this really could be a game changer on the election and so many other things. So. I don't know how you feel about it. That's that's basically my take on it. All right, well, thanks. Tom, I'll tell you the uh, number one. You gotta you gotta know what you're doing in the response on this sort of stuff. Right. And uh, they know where these uh, bases are. And I know the, the, you mentioned there's 140 incidents that have occurred already over the last couple of years. And our response has been generally blowing up a bunch of warehouses or facilities that, uh, you know, the uh, uh, low casualty rates right. other than now going after Yemen with the Houthis mm. who are lobbing missiles at the shipping lanes and some of ours. But back in the, when Ronald Reagan was president, the Iranians challenged the area once again in mm. the Gulf there and in the Red Sea. And uh, Reagan went in and we took out half of Iran's navy. Wow. Back in the <laughs> mid-1980s, okay? All right. And they settled down. They backed off. And what did they end up doing? They had a big war between Iraq and Iran. Uh-huh. And uh, over a million Iranian soldiers were killed fighting the Iraqis. And to say, tell you how brutal it was, the guys went off with bandanas on their heads, the jihad or what, whatever the bandanas said. These are the Iranians. Mm-hmm. Facing the submachine guns of the Iraqis, the first wave were shot dead. The second wave came in with no weapons, Whoa. charging and picking up. The, this is like out of World War II Whoa. with the Russians. Yeah. And uh, and that's what happened in the Iraq-Iran war back in the 1980s. And, uh, you know, it ended up stopping. Iran was kind of put in its place for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're rearing their ugly head once again. We'll find and out what the, the response will that's be. That's going to be interesting. Sure. Sure. We got another phone call to get to. Neil, hi, with this? Go ahead. Uh, hello. Yes. Hi, this is Stan. Okay. Oh, excuse me, I didn't didn't get all the conversation there, but that's all right. I want to say this is just this is just a continuation of uh, getting out of Iraq, or I mean uh, Afghanistan. We lose the base, eighteen men. It's just a continuation of the Biden foolish foolishness. He he doesn't know what he's doing, hmm. and uh, that's. That's my opinion about his whole regime. Now we got a every he's he's the one that let eighty billion dollars worth of weapons fall into our enemy's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in and, Afghanistan, uh, that's for sure. Disgusting. And then they want to then they want to take away our weapons here. Well, of course, uh, just uh, of the public. That, that well, you know, It'll protect you. Amazing that the it, it's amazing that people actually think he is a leader. And voted for him in the first place when he demonstrated for years he's a nincompoop is the best way I can put it. <laughs> All right, Stan. Yeah, thanks for the anyway, call. You take care. You right. have a beautiful day. You too, Stan. Yeah, take care. Russian well, figure skating team is going to be stripped of its gold medals. Oh, what happened from twenty twenty two's Beijing Olympics? Guess were they un- under drugs or yeah, what? Well, the court of arbitration for sport disqualified uh, the skater. Uh, Camilla Valieva from the 2022 Olympics for doping violation. Uh-oh. U.S. figure skating team finished second in the event, and that means they will now be 
number one. Was it back in the 60s or 70s that the Russians got nailed with yeah. having men performing as women? Now, they were they were a little ahead of their time. Now, today, I suppose, yes. now you've got men performing as women in the U.S. on swimming teams, ah. in the collegiate athletic yeah. circle. So the Russians really set the stage for all of us here there, Dave. Well, anyway, this lady says she ingested the banned substance accidentally. She didn't really oh, didn't know, know what, what she it was, was taking. And, yeah, okay. She didn't realize why she was getting hair we've, on her we've chest. Heard, we've heard that, uh, <laughs> heard that before. Yeah. Anyway, the 17-year-old also hit with a retroactive four-year ban from the sport through December of 2025, so she won't be able to well. compete for a while. It's 8.39. We'll take another break and be back shortly here on The Morning Show from KDAL. Back to the KDAL Morning Show. It's the zombies and time of the season. Zombies, a big uh, group in the 60s, back before zombies became cool. This is true. This I is mean, true. zombies are all over the place now. I think it was the late the 1960s, the Night of the Living <laughs> Dead was the first zombie yeah. movie that came I don't out. know when that was out. <clears> I yeah, think it was late kind of 60s, maybe early 70s. And we've been overrun by zombies ever since. But, well, I'll tell you, the, yeah. you, know, the, you see what, I don't know, I don't watch any of them anymore. I got no. so tired of them that I couldn't keep up with them. They... But it uh, makes for interesting video games, so instead of shooting real people, you shoot zombies, you shoot zombies which true. makes it all better. You know. So. Well, they, uh, snowboarder in South Lake Tahoe, California, by the way, uh, we were talking about skiing earlier, is recovering after spending the entire nat- night trapped in a gondola. Oh, I heard something about that. Uh, Monica Lasso decided she was too tired to go down the mountain one last time after a long day of snowboarding. She elected to take the gondola back down instead. And after two minutes, it was shut down with her on it for the night. Apparently not realizing that there's somebody on board. She was stuck without her phone. Of course not. She had no light and had to fight temperatures below 20 degrees. She was found in the morning when they fired things up again and Jeez. was treated for exposure, but did not need to go to the hospital. So a lucky lady. There. What a learning lesson in that oh, one is. Oh, wow. Just now, taking a thing and having it shut down without realizing you're in it. Now, did you hear about those uh, three guys down in Kansas that were found dead uh, in the backyard of uh, Buddy's house? This is a big scandal. Uh, was no. it in Nebraska or Kansas? I can't remember which. Apparently, they uh, well, they came from a. Uh, they were all football fans, and supposedly they had a party at this guy's house. Okay, yeah. and uh, nobody. Some guy. There were five guys. One guy allegedly went in and went to bed. The other guy left and went somewhere. Mm. Two days later, after the fiancé of one of them started pounding on the door and tried to break into the house, the three guys were found frozen to death, dead out in the backyard. So now there's a big investigation. Now, the guy that was living in the house and went to bed claims that he slept solidly for two days and never woke up. Okay, (laughs) That's tough to do. And so... And of course, uh, people, depending on your age, especially, very uh, tough to do. And these guys were all in there, appeared to be all in yeah. their uh, thir- uh, mid to late thirties. Okay. And there's uh, pictures of them. So now there's a bunch of investigations going on, and people are are raising the flag to say the least. Mm-hmm. What the heck happened here? And there's autopsies going on with the three guys that died. Apparently, one of them was found on the porch. The door to the house, the back door of the house, apparently was unlocked. 
So whatever happened to the oh, guys? Yeah. The guys were stone drunk or maybe so, or, or booze yeah. or or you know. Then you're talking about that somebody tried to kill these guys, so they mm-hmm. don't know until the autopsy results come in, and that could be some time. But well, that was a bizarre deal. Yeah, it sounds like more is to come on that one for you sure. Bet, you bet on that. All right, uh, Neil. Here you go. The question of the oh. day: How's Wall Street doing this morning? Wall Street, I think we're going to go up, up and away. Yes, indeed. It is higher this morning. Uh, it comes as the Federal Reserve starts a two-day policy meeting tomorrow. Investors believe they're going to hold rates steady this time around. At the opening bell this morning, the Dow uh, was up, the S&P 500, and NASDAQ are all up. Today. Well, here's the, here's the headline in the um, Minneapolis uh, Star Tribune this morning. Right here. Says falling inflation, rising growth give U.S. the world's best recovery. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's doing high fives, the Democrats are doing <laughs> high fives, and the Republicans are hiding in the corner on this. We'll see right. what happens as it goes on. Very good. Tom yeah. Robick's here. What's going on? Hey, Tom. Well, if you take a break, I can get uh, yep. the finder of the medallion. In. All right, we will okay. take a break and be right back and uh, have all the latest on what happened with that uh, Midwest Communications medallion hunt over the weekend. It is 8.47 already, the morning show here on KDAL. Dave and Neil and special guests in the studio this morning. we got the winners of the medallion hunt, the Midwest Communications medallion hunt, which wrapped up, when was it, Saturday or Sunday that you found Saturday. That? Saturday? Okay. On, uh, Saturday, I think that the, the Boyer family, specifically yeah. Bob Boyer, All right. they used the boot. <laughs> uh, you told me on the phone what two forty-five, Bob? Yeah, yeah, wow. that's about right. Okay, how, where was it, and how did you know it was there? I guess that's the key. Uh, Justin, my son, and I have been, uh, <laughs> you know, being the uh, investigators. We uh, we figured probably highly likely Hartley. Justin had been there a couple times already that week, and then he, uh, we were on the the lower end of the trail, the Hartley Road Trail off of Arrowhead. Early, Justin was already coming down from the, the North Field Trail, mm-hmm. and he took the photo of the branch and then the field kind of that where he thought everything made sense. So we, we drove up to Hartley Park, and uh, we went up there, and sure enough, you just get that feeling. You could tell other people <laughs> were there have that feeling, and ah. uh, all the clues, you know, south of a field and inside of the road, and it was all uh, making sense there. Did you kind of stumble across it or have to do any uh, snow moving? To... Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of scraping. Yeah. There was people with sticks, rakes, a uh, <laughs> hockey stick I saw, uh, somebody. And uh, we we just, yeah, we were kind of more, uh, <laughs> yeah, just kind of clue right. finding at first. And it turned into actual hunting for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of had the impression I might be waiting for that pinpoint clue Monday. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of reconnaissance at first. But when Justin gave those, it felt so right. So, yeah, my boot was frantically uh, dragging and kicking, and uh, there it was in front of my uh, toes. So what do you think, Justin? You were uh, a huge part of that. Send me some clues there, a couple photos. And it's it's remarkable, too, in the conversations we've already had at a few other stations here this morning, that their deciphering of these clues was almost spot on. There were a couple of times (laughs) where interpreted it completely different but it led them to the same place but yeah. most of the clues really you interpreted nail on the head you know mm-hmm. uh and it was um really impressive of course you know? tom is the one that comes up with these clues so he's the guy that knows what he's thinking when he and, th- and puts that's, this down the, that's the, the trick you got to sit there and think what is he thinking you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's uh you know a lot of a lot of research even on 
on how he writes <laughs> past clues and ah, stuff like good. that, and it, you know, you pay attention that way. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun deciphering. You yeah, know? well, good for you guys. Yeah. Congratulations again! Holy cow! You what do you? I hope you get enough. Well, you, uh, ATV, uh, you're into ATVs. You got a place you can ride it. Yep. All right. Good. Yes, yeah, and of right. course the five thousand dollars in cash from Fond Duluth Casino will come in handy too. Yeah, no and the ATV from Duluth Lawn and Sport, Sport and, yep. and again a special thanks to Northern Acrylics. They they built that thing. They, uh, the medallion they do it every right. year. There you go. Do you Funny because someone sent a picture to me and said I found this one back in two thousand and nine, <laughs> and it was an entirely different medallion hunt. I, I'm thinking, oh really? I don't, I've never wow. seen that thing before in my life. <laughs> well, do you guys get to hold on to the medallion or do we have to? They give do. That? They okay, gotta, good. I didn't know if we had to turn that, that in or what. There you go. There it is. Look at that. It looks so pristine now. I'm sure it was full of snow and dirt and grime when you found it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks, guys, for stopping in. I appreciate it, and congratulations again. Yep, thank what you. What a deal. You bet. Have fun on the ATV. Wear your helmets. Okay? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. KTAL, the morning show continues at 8.51. In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea and he told us of his life in the land of submarines where do we all live neil so we say on a yellow submarine maybe in a yellow submarine not sure how long we could take that but uh well you know you have those um Boys from Liverpool, no, yeah. no Scottish or Irish accents there, just the <laughs> no, Brit. That's and, right. Remember the movie? They brought the movie out with the Yellow Summer. Yeah, it was in a cartoon form. That was probably the biggest bust of all the it movies was. they had, sadly. They, they had a couple of them, Help and Hard Day's Night. Help and Hard Day's Night, yeah. I think, uh, mm-hmm. t- turned a couple of bucks at the <laughs> box office. Yeah, but, but the, the cartoony Yellow, yellow Sub was a little iffy. Not, not the greatest there, so... Uh, Social media users having some issues searching Taylor Swift's name on X. Apparently on Saturday, users noticed that there was an error message that would appear when typing Mm -hmm. in the singer's name and their search box on X. That comes a day after the explicit deep fake images of the singer went viral on social media. The photos viewed over, get this, 27 million times and had 260,000 likes before the account that posted them was suspended. So you can't see them now on X because they eliminated everything to do with Taylor Swift until they figured out. A lot, of, a lot out. of curious people out Oh, there my goodness. I just, and I'm sure you could still find them if you wanted to because once In things the dark, hit the Internet, the web, yeah, they're all the over. Uh, lawmakers also now speaking out against these deep fake images, fake sexual images uh, spreading across social media, but cybersecurity experts say these images can be done anytime, anywhere through generated artificial intelligence yep. using a technology that's accessible now through thousands of apps. Now I you've mean, got you new, don't have to buy anything usually. It's all free. Now you got the new uh, oh. Galaxy phone out there that's an AI phone. Yeah. I see that being advertised. Is it's that got right? AI wow. and, and You know, Kenny was showing me when we were down at the uh, sports what garden with yesterday his phone. Yeah, what no, he can do with his phone and cropping <laughs> stuff. And I haven't right. even monkeyed with that with mine. <laughs> but, you know, some people get into it and they can right. crop. And I, I did see... Um, our, our old friend uh, Duke Scorich uh, does a yeah. uh, Facebook blog, and he put up a deal where it showed Joe Biden and uh, Donald right. Trump hand-in-hand, hand, oh, best buddies in the world, yeah. sitting there selling apples together and doing all kinds of other stuff, but it was wow. all cropped by artificial yeah. intelligence, mm-hmm. and it looked like the real thing. I know. 
You know, we've seen this time and time again. You see the commercials with two people that look like they're twins talking to each other, but it's the same guy, and it makes mm. it look like it's unbelievably right. real. In the uh, motion picture industry, the uh, Screen Actors Guild are really That was upset. part of their settlement, I think. Was, Big part yeah, of their settlement right. about them doing artificial intelligence and bringing back... Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden we're going to have uh, James Dean and John Wayne and all these people in yeah. new movies, and they've been dead for years. Right. And, you know, that's something that's just crazier than heck. I, I know. know. That's amazing uh, what you can do, but it's scary, too, I guess, when you think you, about you it. you got the good side of it and the bad side, right. and they, don't have a, they haven't been able to wrap their arms around much of it at all. Mm-hmm. So, say, uh, by the way, you know, housing is a big issue out there. Okay. And they've got some real problems going down in the Twin Cities area, and hopefully... Uh, uh, and probably to some degree up here, the housing starts, new housing starts in uh, Duluth are down. Okay. Uh, there's been more housing starts in outlying communities. These are single-family homes in Hermantown and so on. Now the Twin Cities, because of the large vacancy rates in the downtown business district in St. Paul and Minneapolis, they're trying to, as they say, repurpose some of the... Uh, uh, office buildings oh, into housing. Well, one yeah. of the problems that they're running into is the fact that uh, you've got high taxes, mm. regulations, apartment values, they're saying, are plunging as the Twin Cities developers face tough regulations, high interest rates. And, of course, St. Paul has rent controls. Now, in St. Right. Paul, now here's, apparently there's uh, rent controls where uh, if you're, if you agree to a Three percent cap rate—that is, you can't raise your rents more than three percent. Okay, they're going to help you subsidize the heck out of you. So oh. the taxpayers are going to pay for it. Well, in fact, here's a company that uh, has been involved in Duluth, Sherman and Associates. Uh, the city of St. Paul is committed to a twelve million dollars in tax increment financing to Sherman Associates' ninety-seven million dollar project to build a hundred and eighty-seven market rate. Uh, apartment units in the in the Twin Cities, yeah. but they've got some real issues on both sides of the Mississippi right. down there. Now, these and office buildings that they're using downtown areas, I downtown. Uh, well, yeah. the big problem in the downtown. Right. Uh, some are saying there's up to forty percent vacancy rates. Wow. In some of the downtown areas, and uh, because businesses have not uh, brought their employees back. In fact, yeah. in fact, Target Corporation, which had their Target Tower down in the Twin Cities. Mm. Uh, basically emptied it and has sent wow. the didn't fire anybody. Right, all but sent employees from off to other other locations. <laughs> oh, okay. And now you've got that building basically uh, wow. the lion's share of it vacant and a lot of vacancies mm. down there. So, right. uh, so I don't know where it's going to head, but uh, you can say with a snap of the fingers, boy, we can turn it around into housing. Mm. Well, to have a thirty-story office building converted into housing is going to take an awful lot of money. You saw what happened up here with the old Central High School. Mm-hmm. They went into dramatic cost overruns on that. Yeah. That was a $45 million project, and I don't know what it's going to end up being. Yeah. But now it's going to be ready for occupancy coming up this spring. Really? So okay. it's ready to roll. But uh, So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see where the dynamics are. I was reading in the paper about the, the new old Central High School up over the hill and what they're Talking turning that into. potential... That. Uh, that a couple hundred snazzy. million dollar project with, <laughs> right. uh, with 1,800 Ooh, units or something, something like that? Something like or, that, yeah. yeah. Or amazing. it was more, maybe a half a billion, I, 500. I'd have to look, yeah. It was a big deal. A yep. But we'll see how that goes, where the legs right. are on that and where the, 
the city, and obviously they're going to ask for some assistance and uh, either tax credits or tax increment financing and on and on and on. So Nikki we'll Haley was on Meet the Press over the weekend. I saw her. And says she is not, uh, she doesn't think uh, her home state primary that's coming up is a do or die deal. She's going to stick with it no matter what. <clears throat> well, of course, the Trump people want her to bail. And well, of course, of course he, yeah. He claims that she's mm-hmm. going nowhere and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden he threatened anybody that contributes to her, they'll be blacklisted. I'm going, aye, what? Aye, aye. If, if Donald Trump could settle down yeah. and just be cool he won't, for a though. while. <laughs> that's not and, Donald and, Trump. And I know that. And that's a, <laughs> If he would have been a little less abrasive in the last election, he probably would have won the White House. Oh, oh, so. anyway, all right. We're done until Doesn't, Wednesday. By the way, yes. Matt Baumgarten's coming on board from the dual Wednesday? chamber. All yep. right. Simon and Garfunkel taking us up to news time at 9 o'clock. Final hour of the morning show will be on the way after news.